This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. All right. Oh, yes, yes. We're on video again. I keep forgetting we're on video. I got to look at the fucking camera. Um, Listen, I'm going to straight be honest with you guys. I, uh, I'm overlooking this car. It took me a little bit. I know I'm one, I told you guys I want to stay more consistent. I wanted to put everything on a Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. I'm recording on a Wednesday, so I got to edit the video, and I'm going to put it out tonight. Anyway, try to be more consistent is what I'm trying to do. I want to release it on certain days. Um, but it took me a little bit to get up on this card, if I'm being honest with you. Um, it's not that it's a bad card. It's just next week is so fucking fire. It's so good next week. Yeah, three title fights, great. Izzy, my guy, yes. I think the best fight in the cards, Aljamain Sterling and Petrion. I mean, literally, that might be the best fight in the card. However, I'm, I'm overlooking this card a little bit, you know? And rightfully so, because next week's so fucking jam-packed. But we got it done. Um, it was a tough one for me. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're listening to this, because um, I'm always honest with you guys, I have some plays, but I'm not anywhere above 80% confident. There's only one fighter, maybe two, that I'm really behind here. And this could be a good week. Because sometimes when you're feeling it and you're confident as fuck, you might not hit, right? That's just, this is the way of the world. Last week, I was very confident. I went five and seven of my picks, right? Lost my slime ball. I'm not a pro handicapper. I never claim to be. I, uh, I've been in the game for a while, though. I know fights. I can pick fights. I don't know if I'd ever want to be a pro handicapper. I just feel like that would be too much pressure. I th- I would feel like I would always like to keep my job. I mean, doing this, doing the podcast and getting paid for ads would be one thing, but like only solely making your money on gambling. I don't know if that life is for me. Um, but, you know, again, transparency here. I'm not confident in a lot of these picks. There's a couple fights where I'm like seeing it. I mean, we're obviously going to get into it, but there's like fights where I'm seeing it completely different than other people. And that might be a good thing. That might be a bad thing. I don't know. But I'm always upfront and honest with you guys. And I'm, that's what I'm telling you, right? You might want to go to someone else this week. Uh, keep listening, but maybe don't tell me this week because, uh, again, I'm not overly confident. But again, in the gambling world, that could be a fucking good thing. You know, it could be a good thing. We don't know. Um, yeah, listen, welcome to the Matrix Podcast. What a what a fucking intro. I had a bunch of shit at work today. I was I was thinking about of what I'm gonna start the podcast with. You know, usually I don't like jumping right into fights. Um but I'm just drawing a blank on what I have conversations in my head throughout the day. Oh, start the podcast with that. Oh, that's good. You know, I don't I don't write much down. Yeah, do that. Say that. This is a good topic to bring up. Just go on, go on that. I don't really have anything, right? I don't know. Well, the one thing I guess, yeah, this is this is something I was going to bring up. So again, not to overshadow this week, but let, let's be honest. Next week is absolute fucking banger of a card. My guy is the Adesanya is fighting. I went the most units I ever have on in, in my life on Kamar Usman last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. And I was sweating through my shirt when he got clipped um, in that, within like the first 10 seconds. A little nerve-wracking. And then I went ballistic when he won, obviously. Um, and he was he, he was almost a three-to-one favorite. So 
I risked a lot not to get a lot. You know what I mean, essentially. But it paid out. It paid off for me. So this week, it's been, or not, well, this week, yeah. For next week, though, it's been stuck in my head. And I can't get it the fuck out of going, going bigger on Izzy. I can't get it out. Let's full transparency here. I don't like to talk about units or money or whatever. Everyone's units different. You know, I've I've been gambling now for four or five years, you know, steadily. I mean, I, I had done it in the past a while ago, but four or five years is like a steady thing. And I know the new thing on MMA Twitter is you show your bet slips, you show that. I think that's a little gauche. I don't really like doing that that much. You know, my money is my money. I'm a little bit old school that way. However, let's get real. Okay. I started off with my units being 10 bucks. Then they bumped up to 20. Then they were between 40 and 60 for the longest time. For years, they were 40 and $60. Like I, like, I think I would I would say forty was my unit if I was in a unit, but a lot of the times it would it would be sixty and I would still call it a unit. I wouldn't call it like one point two units. Um and now we're at a flat hundred dollars. Hundred bucks is what we're at. I, I've been there for a little over a year now. I was thinking about bumping it up a little bit, but I'm happy with being at a hundred bucks for a unit. So um I'm thinking about going a G. <laughs> Ten. 10 units on Izzy. Uh, I, I just, listen, I've, I watch Jan's fights this week. I've, when I go to bed, usually I go to like, I'll stroll Wikipedia and I'll read some bullshit on fucking, you know, Genghis Khan or whatever, like kind of slow the brain down this, this week I've been, I've been watching fights. I've been watching fights for, and I watch all Jan's fights and he's incredibly powerful. He's big. And, uh, you know, and, and I can see him clinching up Izzy. Izzy's not adding too much size for 205. You stand, he's, he's staying, I mean, he, he cuts weight for 85. So he's just essentially not going to cut weight. I think Izzy is, is stronger and bigger than people give him credit for. But obviously John Blachowicz is, is, is a well put together boy, uh, that legendary Polish power, but I've seen him get exposed. I know he's gotten a lot better. Um, I feel like the Dom Reyes fight is a huge underdog. I obviously picked against him, but Dom Reyes just didn't show up. Dom Reyes was like, Hey, I'm fucking, I, I just almost beat John Jones. You know, I'm going to fucking take this strap, whatever. Didn't happen, right? Jan knocked him out. I just, I'm so confident that Izzy's just going to piece him apart. He's going to be too fast, too hard to hit, and he's going to clip Jan coming in with something. Jan's going to have to be offensive and really have to move forward. Jan is a patient fighter. Izzy's more patient, and I just see Jan getting clipped and getting put down. Uh, and I, I, I want that thrill. I want that fucking fucking thrill that i had kind of with the camaro thing and uh yeah it, that's that's what that's where my head's at and 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 i I've, I've been telling the guys in the group chat they're all like well listen dude timbo the reigning champ kind of is leaning yawn by ko at plus whatever 400 or something like that and i told you the better not don't do it don't go against me dude guys at work that's a fucking lot of money i don't know dude i don't know you know um but I can't get it out of my fucking head. And I know if I don't do it, I'll regret it. And then if he loses, then I'll really regret it. But I feel like I box my crazy brain into a situation where I have to do it. But I don't know. It's just, it's, I can't tell the wifey, you know, about it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, 
the problem is, is here's what it is, right? Is is I got a real thrill that I me mean, Uzman was my guy, and and, I, and it was a really good fight, and it was it was nerve wracking, a hit, whatever like that. And yeah, the money was online, but this is also gambling one money. This wasn't like I took five hundred dollars out of my fucking bank account that was supposed to go to groceries and and put it on Usman. Like this is this is money accrued. Um, so it's a little bit different, but you know, I, I don't know. It's still the the rush was like crazy. And I'm and I'm a little worried because I'm not in a I I don't have any vices I don't smoke weed I don't do I've never really done drugs not really I mean I smoked pot when I was like sophomore in high school but that was it I'm a square I'm a fucking dork okay okay uh, I stopped drinking because it it just disagreed with my body um, so I I don't have an affinity for addiction but I feel like if I put a thousand up and I get that fucking rush that might be like a problem. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I, maybe I shouldn't. All right. Um, I know there was like a million other things I want to fucking start this podcast with. Like, you know, like my grandfather had some stuff happen to him, like great success happened to him. I was going to talk about that, but I, yeah, I don't know. It seems a little braggy. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Last thing before we get to the fights, this happened today. Uh, on my way home from work, and this is this is a hundred percent my fault. This, you know, some some people, some people might listen to this podcast and be like, "Hey, Brian's perfect." You know, you you guys at home are like, "This dude's perfect," right? I'm not. Okay, I have flaws. Um, I'm not a nice person all the time. I have a bit of an edge for whatever reason, and sometimes I'm a real asshole. Anyway, okay. I work at a, a company where we all wear, I mean, most people know I work, but since this is on video now and we might be getting new, uh, new listeners via YouTube, um, maybe I shouldn't disclose it. Anyway, we're at a company where we deliver packages. Okay. And we all wear uniforms, right? There's a billion people that work at this place, right? He, you know, I work in a, uh, you know, I live in Cincinnati. I work in a, the, one of the, the big, the, I mean, it's in downtown Cincinnati. It's the fucking, the main one okay so i work at a big building with a million different people so i'm in my truck and i'm sending the wife a text on my way home i love saying my truck by the way i mean i've had it since august but dropping my truck it feels pretty fucking good so i go to the stop sign right and there's stop sign in the parking lot and this this guy walks by i never seen him for my life thousand years old right he's he's fat he's short he looks like the penguin He's wearing a, a jacket for our, from our company that is three to five sizes too big for him. But he's walling out. He's coming like across my car, truck, excuse me. And he, uh, he looks at me and gives me a wave. And I just kind of look at him. And I'm kind of, at this point, I'm a little spaced out. I go, okay, whatever. I don't know who you, I don't know who you are. Don't wave at me. My window's down. And he stares at me and then all of a sudden i stare at him i'm like wait a second is this old fucking penguin sizing me up like what, what's going on here and then he gives me like another little wave and i'm like and i just look at him again thinking like i don't know that in my head i'm like i don't know this guy and he stops before he gets down to like the hill uh he's walking down the hill he stops and gets down the hill and he stops and he just stands and he's like what and i was like what and he goes I-, I was waving to you and i was like i don't know you and he goes okay <laughs> That was it. All I had to do was fucking wave to the guy. That's all I had to do. And I wouldn't. And in in the first part, I was a little zoned out. So that was that was on me. When he re-waved, I could have waved. But I guess I made a choice to be like, nah, you ain't waving this fucking guy. And then he stopped and was like, What's your deal? Like he wasn't aggressive about it, but I was 
a complete asshole in that situation. And if I ever see Penguin Man again, I'm going to wave to him. I'll wave to him. I'll make his day um, and maybe get him a new jacket because that thing was way too big for him. All right. Let's get into the fights. No more fluff. No more. Just no more fluff. All right. First fight of the night. Look at that. Right on the screen. Justin Jacoby, minus 192 favorite versus Maxim Griffin. Grisham, uh, Justin, uh, I always say Justin Jacoby. That should be his name. Dustin Jacoby is 13 and five and Maxim Griffin is 31, eight and two. This is actually a pretty good fight to kick off tonight. If I'm being honest with you, Dustin, Justin Jacoby fought in the OC before went to kickboxing fought in the US, excuse me, fought in the US before got cut. Um, probably did some local MMA promotions, went to kickboxing, had some, some success and then is now back in the UFC via the contender series. One of the contender series fight against Ty Flores, which, Ty Flores stinks. I mean, this guy was like, I mean, just primarily a wrestler, but that fight was brutal. And then he and then he knocked out Justin Ledette in his UFC debut, which was a nice little win. He also got a win over Cody East by decision, which uh Cody East is a is a scumbag. He was the one that um was on looking for the fight. Dana White looking for the fight. I think they signed him from that. And then um he like like beat his women or kid or something. I don't know. Real piece of shit for that guy. Uh however decent okay fighter and he had a win before the before his kickboxing before he hopped on all right so we got maxim grisham who debuted in the ufc at heavyweight fought in the pfl for a while has some wins with good wins in the pfl um good striker pretty well-rounded bigger guy for the weight class at 205 lost his ufc debut against marston tybora who's giant for uh heavyweight and then knocked out gazmat and Tagulov, who is complete trash if we're being honest with ourselves here that the guy's just not good um this is Scares me a little bit, right? Um, a lot of I don't know why we're blurry here. Sorry. This is this is the this is this is the the problem with technology. I mean, we're we're getting blurry here for uh, no reason. All right, all right, you're 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 throwing me off here. All right, fuck it, deal with it. Blurry. Um, this scares me because a lot of people like Jacoby in this spot. I like Jacoby, but. Get my paper here. Um, Maxim Griffin is a solid dude, and, and he's the underdog here. And, and a lot of people like the underdog money. They like chasing underdog money. I'm one of them. I mean, literally, I nicknamed myself Dog the Bounty Hunter because I like chasing dogs. It's just, you know, I just see Jacoby being a little faster, a little cleaner on the feet. Grisham, I think, has maybe a little bit more power because I do think he's the bigger guy. Um, Grisham. I think has more ways to win. He is primarily a striker, but I do think he can clinch up, maybe take the fight to the ground. Jacoby, since his kickboxing days, when he's returned to MMA, he hasn't really been uh, tested on the ground yet. We don't know how great his ground game is. His cardio, in my opinion, on the contender series, could have got put in question a little bit. He should have finished Ty Flores. This is a really tough fight. I'm going to go with Jacoby. I'm going to go with the chalk favorite um, at minus 192, but I absolutely hate this line. I I don't want to... Add this to uh, a parlay. I don't want to add this to um, really anything. I don't know if I even bet this straight up with Jacoby being that high. I need to pick here. I'm going to pick him, and it's going to be Justin Justin Jacoby. And and I implore you to change your name to Justin Jacoby. That's so much cooler to say. Double J J J. Come on, dude. Do I got to help you out with everything? Uh, I'm going to go Jacoby here, but I'm not confident in this pick. Like most of my picks, like I addressed at the top of the show, I just think he can pick away at Grisham. Uh, he showed really good leg kicks, calf kick against the Ledette. Ledette is not good, so take for what you want. Um, I think Maxim Grisham is, is, is going to come in. It's going to be a fight. I think this fight should be way closer in the odds, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Grisham wins, if I'm being honest with you. So you could fade me in this one, but 
Uh, I'm just going to go with the chalk play. Just, I do think Jacoby's a little bit sharper on his feet, but he's got to go out there. He's got to do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes this guy goes out there and doesn't perform. He's got to go out there and perform. All right, next up, you got Ronnie Lawrence, minus 158 versus Vince Cachero, plus 128. Ronnie, Ronnie Lawrence, I have guys that grew up like to the subdivision or like the neighborhood, I guess, next to me. And uh, they all look like Ronnie Lawrence, right? I don't know what it, they're not wrestlers, but they all just look like him. They got the facial hair like that. They they got really bad tattoos, and they just look like they look like Ronnie. I don't think Ronnie Lawrence has any tattoos, but every kid that grew up into the neighborhood next to me, that which is which is the worst of the neighborhoods, you know, come at me. Uh, it looks exactly like him. Anyway, he's a good wrestler, good grappler. Made his uh, contender series debut, beat Jose Johnson, which was. In okay when I'm, you know, uh, I don't remember if he got the contract or not. I think this might be a call up, but it was was a little underwhelming. I did watch the highlights of the fight. I couldn't find the full fight. Uh, my ESPN Plus was uh, fucking up on me uh, uh, earlier this week, so I couldn't really find it. But um, from when I from when I saw in the highlights, it was basically a wrestle fucking and a domination for sure. But uh, I don't know if he got the contract off that. He might have. And the Vince Cachero debuted against Jamal Emmers, which he lost by decision. That was a tough debut. Jamal Emmers, again, Mr. Backspasms, um, has a lengthy record uh, and has fought some really good guys. Cachero's also fought Casey Kenny, Ludwig Sholon, who's a, who's a really good, solid guy in LFA. He's fought a lot of good guys. So even though he's 7-3, and three, um, he, he's, a, he's, a decent, he's a decent prospect with 10 fights, right? He's fought some good guys. Uh... Again, I'm going to go chalk. I'm going to go Ryan Lawrence. When you get a wrestler, it's hard to bet against wrestlers in MMA, and you get a guy who only wants to wrestle Ryan Lawrence. I think his stand-up's okay. I think his submission defense is pretty good, but he's going to want to take the fight to the ground. He's going to go to wrestle. Vince Cancero, um, you know, he had, he had to deal with that against the Emers fight. Emers is, is, I believe, a little bit bigger. Um, but uh, at 145, he is bigger. Vince Cachero was up in weight. So this is at his natural weight. So I, I just think Ron, Ronnie Lawrence is just going to be able to wrestle him and, and take him out of there. I do like the line placement, if I'm being honest with you. Cachero took the fight on short notice, but you know has some ugly wins against other wrestlers, other style types as Ronnie Lawrence. Ronnie Lawrence, again, coming from contender series, didn't blow my dick off. Wasn't fucking world shattering, but um, it was a solid performance nonetheless. And, uh, man, I just said nonetheless, didn't I? I'm fucking, I'm a fucking professional. Um, but yeah, Ronnie Lawrence, I think is going to win this fight. I think you could probably bet it. I'm fairly confident in betting a, a, a grappler style against a striker, essentially in a, in a guy who, uh, is going to want to get this fight to the ground at, at all costs. And I think that's Ronnie Lawrence right there. Ronnie Lawrence wants to get, he's not going to play around the feet too much long. He's going to put you down. And, uh, I see that happening in this fight for sure. All right, so I'm going to go Ryan Lawrence. Back-to-back chalk plays. I'm not happy with myself, but, you know, I'm picking winners. All right, next up, Alonzo Menefield, minus 110 versus William Knight. Minus 110. Menefield is 9-2. William Knight is 9-1. This is basically who's got a better body contest. Both these guys are fucking jacked. Look at this hair. Like, I come out of here. Gross. Um, both these guys are fucking jacked. Uh, both these guys, I think, are on the average side of, of 205. William Knight has proved... To have some good cardio, considering he is so fucking muscled up. Alonzo Menafield has proved that he does not have good cardio. I have been on Alonzo Menafield. I bought into the hype. I've been on the wrong side of him his past two fights. He's dropped two in a row. I thought being at Fortis MMA, he was going to get some shit cleaned up with his cardio. Last time out, wasn't the case. 
William Knight has shown that um, he's a powerful guy on the feet, but his main course of action is to get this fight to the fucking ground and and just smother you on the ground. That's what he wants to do. William Knight has been knocked out before. He has been touched before. Wouldn't say he has a chin issue, but he's vulnerable. He's been hit before. He's been rocked before. I understand this line placement. William Knight hasn't fought enough in the UFC and enough higher competition, and Lonzo Minifield has. Both these dudes are ripped up. Um, this is actually a really tough fight for me to pick. I, I, I was leaning Menafield most of the week, but I just can't go 0-3 on him. I, I've literally bet him the last two times out, and he's fucking blew up in my face. So, like another fighter on this card, uh, uh, you know, who's won me money, I'm going to fade Menafield. I'm going to go William Knight. I think William Knight, pick him fight. Uh, William Knight, I think, is going to be able to out-cardio him and, and really put a pace on him and, and try to wrestle. And I don't see it being the most exciting fight. I see William Knight really just clinching, grappling, and then Menafield knows that. Try to stop it if he can. I don't know if he will. He definitely won't be able to do it for three rounds. He's going to look to lay in his bombs. Might be able to do it. That's why it's a pick him. But I see William Knight coming out on the victory here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go William Knight on the uh, on the win here. All right. Next up, Alexis Davis versus plus 184 versus Sabina Mazo minus 230. Mazo jumping up to 135. Someone I've never like been impressed with. Like I was impressed with her, like uh, in the JJ Aldridge fight where it, where it was a, like a split decision, but it lo- it was it was a really good fight. And then the Justine Kitch fight where she actually got the finish. Um, and but you know when you get a decision with Shannon Dobson, it's it, it, it it's rough going. However, Alexa Davis, I believe, is ooh, don't talk about a woman's age. Don't talk about a woman's age. Thir- what thirty six. She's only two years older than me. Damn, I thought she was at least in her 40s. Um, she's lost three in a row, but she's fought some studs. Kitten Chikagan, Jennifer Meyer, Vivian Andrew. Um, you know, Alexa Davis has, has fought Randa Rousey. She's been around forever. I want to take Davis. I'm here. Here's what's gonna happen, okay? I keep records of all my picks, even when it was just me, right? I I track my picks, I I I I see what I do at the end of the year. I pick every single fight. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick Mazo because I'm a little soft beta boy bitch, okay? I'm going to pick Mazo as the favorite. She's a really high favorite, and I'm going to look at you right now on the camera. Do not bet Sabina Mazo at this price. You're going to be out of your fucking mind if you bet her at this price. She hasn't done anything in the UFC to warrant this. Lexa Davis, who I thought was in her late 40s, is 36 years old. She's been around forever, hasn't fought in a little bit, lost three in a row, needs a win here, but three in a row against girls who fought for the title, I believe, besides I think uh, Arjuno hasn't fought for the title yet. I'm going to I'm gonna pick Mazzo for just my picks. This is a fight I'm not interested in betting in, but I'd go Davis if I was you. If, you, if I'm looking at you, you got a bankroll, you're looking for underdogs, go Davis. Don't listen to me. I'm going to pick Mazzo, but go Davis. See what I did there? See what I did there? Uh, that didn't make any sense, but it makes sense. Okay, next up, Alexa, Alex Olivella, Cowboy. He is fighting Ramazan. Uh, fuck, I actually pronounce, I actually uh, just rewatched his contender series fight and try to learn how to say it. Kerr. Magomedov, I fucking nailed it. Cowboys actually plus one hundred and four. This fight got made this week. Plus one hundred and four underdog, and and Ramazan is is a minus one twenty eight. Ramazan won his UFC uh, his contender series against Jordan Williams by split decision. It was a very close fight, grueling fight. Um, he's uh is he undefeated? Yeah, he's undefeated. That's what I thought. Um, 
and uh, didn't get didn't get the contract off of the Jordan Williams fight. That was uh, back in 2019. That was a while ago. Won by split decision. Was five and zero at the time. Needed you know needed some work um, from Dagestan. So he's got that Dagestan Sambo background, but he's also training with Sabib. So he does have some really good striking. Um, but with, with and he switches stances a lot with Williams. Williams clipped him a few times, and it looked like his cardio suffered a little bit. That worries me coming up on short notice here at 170 because that was at when he fought Williams as 185. He looked like a Williams is a small 85. He can't cut weight, but he looked like a pretty good 185. Right? Uh, so I'm interested in seeing him at 70. Uh, he has since had two fights outside the UFC and, and has finished both those um, against a guy who was five and five. Who cares? And against Trevin Olison, who was four and two. So it's not like he's fucking beating world class guys. Cowboy Vera. Um, this this guy's a this guy's been around forever. He's fought fucking everybody. He's a guy that you know, kill or be killed type dude. He's gonna come out there. He's gonna fucking throw some hands, maybe take you down, and then. But if he gets taken down, he gets put on his back. He's you know he's gonna throw maybe a triangle. That doesn't work. He it, it might be it might be curtains from him. He's coming off a loss to Shabak Rachmanon, who was an impressive guy in his debut. Lost by guillotine choke. Before that, he had some nice little wins. He's fought fucking everybody, though, Cowboy has. I'm a little surprised at the number, if I'm being completely honest with you. Since this fight got together, a lot of people, they don't fade Dagestanian dudes. They just don't do it. Vegas, you put a Dagestanian against anybody, they're fucking, they're, they're siding with the Russian. That's just a fact. Um, and that's what we see here. Even though Ramazan, I do think, is a very talented guy. He's good on his feet. Kind of hard to hit, but he has been rattled before. You know, Jordan Williams has, has clipped a few people, but Ramazan's been rattled before, but... I'm going to go chalk again. I'm going to go Ramazan. I actually do like this guy's skills. I'm underselling it. I, if this was made from the beginning, I'd be on Ramazan the entire time. I bet he'd be even a higher favorite. But the fact that it got made this week, it worries me with the cardio and the weight cut. It says on Tapology, it's at 170. I wouldn't be surprised if, if there was some kind of catch weight here. Uh, Cowboy Rivera's been around for a long time. He's, he's the plus number here. Small plus number. I wouldn't mind anybody taking a stab at Cowboy because he can win this fight. Just, just because he's had a full camp, and he's a vet, and he and he hits hard, and and is and he can take people down as well. However, Ramazan's last two fights were by submission. I think, uh, I think his path to victory here is to strike a little bit, and then eventually get the fight to the ground because that's where Cowboy's the weakest. That's what I'm going to see. Minus one twenty eight is a number I actually like a lot. This is one of the guys I'm actually thinking about betting on. It scares me because of the short notice and the cardio, but this is a guy who, again, I think is pretty talented that could uh, that could get it done. All right, Alexander Hernandez fight I'm really looking forward to here. Minus 168 versus Tiago Moises, plus 152. <sighs> All right. A little drink there. Get the blood going. Alex Hernandez is a guy who I've referred to as a fraud. I He came in with a lot of hype, knocking out Benny Dariush. Then he lost the hype. Now it's kind of back because he knocked out Chris Grusmacher, which doesn't make any sense. He's at Cal uh, Colorado. He's in Texas for a while. I believe he's turning in Colorado now. He's obviously made improvements to Grusmacher fight. He does he, you know, showed some good stuff. Grusmacher, even though I picked him in that fight, he you know he is what it is. Um, but he has certain improvements. His footwork looked better. He looked less hittable. Um, didn't really get to see much of his cardio, which I think has been a problem for him. Uh, pro defense cardio has, has been his biggest issue, and he cracks a lot. He cracks. He has power, uh, and I don't really think his grappling is necessarily all that great. I don't think he's got to worry about that in this fight. He's going to come out, and he's going to stand there, Tiago Moises. Tiago Moises, remember, is a guy hit plus 850 on over Bobby Green. 
Um, this is a guy who I think is a little underrated. He's 14 and four. He's really good on the ground. He got completely starched in that first round against Michael Johnson, came back and, and heel hooked him. Um, but that's the story of Michael Johnson's career. He's won in the fight till he's not. Um, but Tiago Moises, you know, he's got some losses on his record that, that aren't great. I think he's getting better. He's fighting more active. I think his stand-up is very basic, but I think it's aggressive enough. I think he's going to come forward. I think he's going to want to touch Hernandez. I think he's going to want to really prove to Hernandez that or show if Hernandez has really made improvements on his chin, on his defense, on on several things. Tiago Moises is a guy like earlier. I had a fade Menafield. I have to back Moises here. I'm going dog. I'm going Tiago Moises as an underdog at plus 152. I see a lot of touts. I see a lot of guys I respect on Twitter. I haven't listened to anything yet, but they're asking questions about how the fuck can Hernandez win and, uh, or excuse me, how Moises can win, right? Because it looks like a bad style matchup. Hernandez can dictate if the fight goes to the ground. It's going to stay up on the feet. I think um, Moises is, again, not the most technically sound guy in the world, but I think he's aggressive enough that he could clip Hernandez. I think it goes to the ground. It could be a problem. Tiago is really good on the ground, especially if this fight goes longer. If Hernandez can't get him out in their first round, which is really the only time we see Hernandez win, he's went decisions before and has gotten some home time cooking, in my opinion, or he's going out of the second round, got out of the first round, and he's lost. Um, so I'm going to go Tiago Moises just based on the number and the fact that he's won me money in the past. I can't fade him. Um, I'm going to fucking ride with them, right? And this is a guy that I will bet. This is a this is one of the um, bets I will be making. I don't think I'm going to go crazy on this card, like I said at the top of the show, but this is a guy who has won me money in the past, so let's just keep riding the hot hand. You never walk from the table on the heater, and uh, I'm at Tiago Moises' table, baby. All right, Alex Caceres, 17 and 12, minus 245 is Kevin Kroon, plus 194. This line, to me, is absolutely fucking absurd how bruce leroy alex Caceres is a minus 245 against anybody is crazy he's on a three fight win streak but over who kevin crooms a guy made his ufc debut on like two days notice or 24 hours notice fought roosevelt roberts clipped him choked him out and then uh got busted for pot or something like that weed some bullshit and they got it overturned which is which is horrible he had to return the bonus too this is a guy who's been around forever. He's 21 12. He fought Gaethje early in his career. He got slammed on his fucking head and knocked out, but he's fought a lot of people. He's 21 and 12. He's been around for a while. Made his UFC debut not too long ago. Usually on my system, guys with double digit losses that make the UFC debut late usually don't pan out all that well. They just don't, right? And uh, this is a spot where everyone's on Kroom. Plus 194, he's the darling. I guarantee that line has gone down since I since I did this. He was over 200 a couple days ago. Everyone's going to go Kroon because, you know, how is how is Caceres going to win this? Caceres has been exposed on the ground. So either you're going to go with the crowd or you're going to go opposite. I'm going with the crowd, baby. I'm going Kevin Kroon here. Just the number. It's crazy. Vegas is paying Caceres too much respect. I know Vegas likes action. I know they like vets, and I know they like guys on win streaks. Um, and Caceres could get it done. We all could be shitting on Caceres here. He can go out there, and he, he does have fancy striking. He just doesn't have the craziest power. I think Kevin Coombe is aggressive, and I think he could fucking, if he gets a fight to the ground, it could be a problem here. Um, this is a full camp, too. We don't get to see him on 24 hours. No, this is a full camp. I think he's going to push the pace here, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think I, I'm interested in to see how this fight plays out, but if you're giving me plus 194 against Alex Caceres, I'm going to take it. I've been around long enough. I'm going to take it. Okay. I don't care who you are. I'm going to take it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, Alex Caceres was the underdog to Chase Hooper. 
So let's let's remember that. All right, next up, Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder. Angela Hill is a minus 245 favorite. Ashley Yoder is a plus 285 underdog. I hate this fight. I hate this fight. I hate, hate this fight. This fight came together. I, Angela, who I love. I have recommended guys, girls, whoever listens to this podcast, to go follow her on Twitter. She's fantastic on Twitter, without question. However, she got buried by Tisha Torres, who I'm not a fan of. Tisha Torres like posted a thing. Of Ashley Hill's like, why don't you accept the fight? Blah, blah, blah. And, and freaking Tisha Torres bodied her. She's fighting Ashley Yoder here, a girl who uh, I've had ups and downs with. She's not the most impressive record, but when you're looking at the line, Angela Hill is so favorite. And you know what? I I think I wrote this line wrong. I think Angela Hill is bigger. I think Angela Hill is actually 375. Ignore this 245er here. I'm taking it off screen just so you guys don't see it. Angela Hill's a 375 favorite. Excuse me. I wrote down Caceres' um, number when I did the thing. Doesn't matter. Okay, I'm going Ashley Yoder. Angela Hill has a problem with getting taken down, has a problem with getting kind of roughed up. I think she's tremendously skilled. I think she's working on uh, stuff off her back. I think she's working off uh, her defensive wrestling. I think she's working on a lot of things. However, Ashley Yoder isn't the best wrestler, isn't the best striker, but she's fucking scrappy. She's going to get in there and she's going to get in her face. This is going to go to a decision, and this is going to be a very close decision. And I don't want to be on the right or wrong side of any of this. You don't want to bet Angela Hill at minus 375. You just don't. You don't want to be on that side. You want to be on Yoder at plus 285, put a little in the pot, maybe get a little bit back, right? There's nothing wrong with putting 20, 40 in and, and getting 80 back. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? So keep that in mind uh, when you're placing your bets at the window. Because I like, I, I hate this fight, but I like the line with Yoder. I'm surprised they made it this wide. Um, but you got to go Yoder here just based on the number. I think it's outrageous. All right, next up, fight that I'm looking forward to the most besides, is this the fight I'm looking forward to the most? Besides the commitment, commitment. Uh, Pedro Munoz is a plus 120 underdog. He's fighting Jimmy Rivera, who is minus 148. Uh, rematch, Pedro Munoz is 18-5. and five. Jimmy Rivera is 23-4. This, this is starting to bother me here because this fight got made a while ago, Rivera put, that's a positive they, they did it i don't know if i actually picked it on the podcast or not if i like broke it down and gave it to you i think i might have um i was on munoz right and i still am okay so let's get something out of the way first be a dog we don't need no meows we don't need no cats we need more dogs this is my underdog lock of the night here's my issue everyone is on rivera what am i missing what am i missing in this I've watched tape on both these guys this week. This is a fight that I was really eager to bet because it's a very close line. Not many people are split on it, though. Most people like Rivera. What am I missing here? I think Pedro Munoz, who's lost two in a row, is at three in a row. Because I think he's a very good fighter. So he's lost two in a row, Frankie and Aljamain. Frankie, you know, that was a tough one. He could have won that. But two in a row. Rivera's on a nice little winning streak. Rivera, ever since getting knocked out by Marlon Marais, has has um, tried to kind of play it safe a little bit, right? Got a win over John Donson. Got just completely shut out against Aljamain. Got a competitive fight. Got dropped Yawn in the fight or, or hurt Yawn in the fight, but got dropped himself in that fight. And then beat Cody Stamen, which is a good win. Rivera's a guy who is um, really quick in and out. Right, doesn't love staying in the pocket, doesn't like getting hit, has had some chin problems in the past. I've seen him get put on his butt, seen him get knocked out. 
but he's in and out, in and out, likes to wrestle, likes to mix some things up. I think his game is really good. I think he's incredibly fast. Um, but when I look at Pedro Munoz, I think Pedro Munoz is a guy who's fought, they both have fought really good competition, but Pedro Munoz, I, f- I feel like just on paper and from my eyes is just better. He maybe doesn't have the cleanest boxing in the world, but he's training with that like Brazilian boxing champ, or whatever. It's getting better. Um, he's got a great chin. Um, he's got a good jab. He's lights out on the ground. Not many people want to go to the ground with him. He's got good, good fucking guillotine chokes. He's got good sweeps off his back and, and, he, and he's a problem on the ground. I don't see Jim Rivera really wanting to go to the ground with him. I see him maybe want to mix it up a little bit, but I don't know. You know, I think it's going to be a close fight. I think it's going to be play on the feet. I think you got the speed for Rivera. I think Pedro's got the power. I think Pedro can clip him and knock him out just because I've seen Jimmy be vulnerable before. He's 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 been clipped and he's been hurt. I mean, there's just not much more else to say. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Munoz. He's my underdog lock. I just I, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm missing. Right? You know, um, I like going opposite the crowd at times. I like being on. You know, it's when you're in the capper game again. I'm not a paid tout. I don't. I won't ever charge my picks. But when you're in the capper game and you put your picks out there and, and you're trying to build a brand like I'm doing, um, it's really nice to be on the side of the winning side when everyone else is on that side. However, it does give me pause of like, what am I missing here, right? Because there are guys that outwork me. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you. I'm. A, I'm just a pretty face with a good personality, guys. There are cappers out there who literally only want, they don't have two kids. They don't work a job. You know, they fucking literally sit in front of a computer and they watch fights all day long and they fucking hustle and they work and they're picking Rivera. But I've always said my instincts and stuff are better. And I've actually watched tape on Rivera and, and, and Munoz this week. And I just feel like Munoz is the better fighter. I just don't know what I'm missing. Hmm. I don't know. It scares me. It scares me. All right, next up. Montana De La Rosa, one of the best names in all of MMA. Montana De La Rosa, plus 112 versus Marabuno Silva. First things first, I'm going to say it every time. Montana De La Rosa is a beautiful girl. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. Okay. And then Maria Bruno uh, Silva, she's talented. She's got some some good submissions. You know, one loss in UFC. Um, solid, solid girl. Montana De La Rosa is a girl who's going to want to get you to ground. She's wrestling primarily. Um, has some wins in the UFC, but against Maria Barella, who kind of stinks, and then has a Los Angeles Lee, and then Nadia Kasim, who I don't even know. I don't even know if she's in the UFC anymore. And, you know, she's lost to Nico Montoya. She's coming off loss of Vinny Jewel. Montana De La Rosa, I feel like she's been around for a while, but she's just not, seems like not getting any better. You know what I mean? She has one path to victory, and that's decision. She's not a great striker. She's not a submission threat. Um, I want to go chalk here, or excuse me, I want to go underdog here because it's a women's fight, and this is kind of a, this is so close to being a bowl spaghetti fight, but I do think both women are skilled. Montana De La Rosa has fought a lot of women. She's very tough. She's durable. Silva, though, I think is just a more complete fighter, even though she has less fights. She's 7-1, has that loss to Marina Morose. Other than that, she's finishing people with armbar. She's aggressive. She's talented on the ground. Montana De La Rosa does her best work on the ground. So I'm going to go silver here. I think I'm going to go silver chalk at minus 138. I don't hate that play. I actually kind of love that play. It, it's a viable line. I will not be betting this fight, though, um, just because I, I'm i stuck on March 6th, and I'm trying to save my bankroll. But um, if you're a degenerate gambler and you want to paint the card, uh, you're looking at silver here for sure. All right, next up, co-main event fight that's really good. Nikita Krylov, plus 270 versus Magomed and Kalayev, minus 355. Nikolaev is 14 and 1. Nikita Krylov is 27 and 7. 
This is a classic shit the bed matchup. Nikita Krylov's been around for a long time. He's got some really good wins over people. Fancies himself a striker, but he's more well-rounded than that. He probably will take the fight to the ground or at least try to. Magomed Mekhalayev hasn't shown much ground game since his Paul Craig fight. He took Paul Craig down every second of that fight until he got triangled and got tired. That was his only blemish in the UFC, his only blemish in his MMA career. He's round, rebounded well. I think his striking is lights out. I think his left straight's fantastic. I like when he switches stances. I like his knockout power. I like his kicks. I like his confidence. Nikita Krylov, though, he's an old vet. He's been around for a long time. Um, he's durable. He's tough. I can see him wanting to get a little fucking dirty in there, right? I can see him want to fucking get in there and, you know, clinch it up. I don't know if my voice has made a weird noise. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, this fight excites me. He's going to want to clinch it up. He's going to try to take it down. I think uh, Inkaliyev knows that. I want to see this fight go a little bit. I'm very high on Inkaliyev. I think a lot of people have crowned this guy the dark horse of 205. He's ranked number 10. Um, I think this catapults him. I mean, he's fight number nine guy. Obviously, this is going to catapult him to like eight or seven if he if he wins, in my opinion. Um, But... The Paul Craig fight is the biggest ugly sore. I want to see him go two, three rounds at a high pace. I want to see how his cardio is because he's knocking everybody out, and maybe that confidence could ruin you. Maybe it could help you. Um, but I want to see him. I want to see him go a little longer. That's what I want. I want to see him go a little longer. And uh, I'm picking Nikita Krylov. It was whoa, 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 Brian. I'm not picking Nikita Krylov. I'm picking Magomed Ankalaev, and he's my mortal lock. Boom! Bucket, baby. He's extremely high. Minus three fifty-five is not what I wanted to see. I wanted him to be under three hundred. If I'm being realistic, but people are all over this guy. Money's coming in on this guy. I understand it. I get it. But I want it. I want it. I wanted him a little lower. So I don't know if I can bet him, but I'm confident in him. I'm confident in him he's going to get it done. Karloff's going to make this ugly. I'm I'm going to bank on the fact that Ant Kaliath has fixed the Paul Craig fight from a million years ago. All right, here we go. Next up, man. Or next up, main event, baby. Jerry's oh, I fucking can pronounce his name. Why not? Here we go. Jerizino Rosenstruck. Struck, struck, strike, whatever. Plus 220 versus Cyril Gone. It's gone, not gone yet. Gone. Minus 280. First and foremost, hate this line. Do not know why Gon is this high. And I think he should be the favorite. But I think if I'm if I'm handicapping this fight, if I'm setting line in Vegas, I know you're trying to get two-way action, but I'm going Gon minus 195, right? That's the highest as, as I'm going to go, right? And if money comes in, yeah, let him go over 200. He is more impressive specimen. He's the guy that you know a lot of people like. I like him, right? Jerzy and Rosenstruck, I think, has knockout power, but I think his technique's a little weak. If you watch the slow-mo of the Francis um, fight with him, Francis just threw from his hip. And Rosenstruck, who is a kickboxing champion, did kickboxing for MMA, could have just sat in that pocket and countered with something. Like, he hit Francis with a counter, but it was, like, off balance, and he was, like, way up here. And, like... If you really break down his striking, I just don't think it's like super world class. 
Cyril Gaon, another kickboxer coming over. I think his striking is world-class. I think it's ever-improving. I think his straight punches are really good. His shot, uh, shot selection is really good. And unlike Rosenstrick, I feel like he's involving more in MMA. He's got a ground game. He's got some submissions under his belt. Rosenstruck, big ground game question mark. Um, I, you know, he, he's got that one ugly loss to Francis. I think he was he definitely was losing to Overeem besides that last shot. But other than that, he hasn't really fought anybody that's like blowing me away. You know, his UFC debut against Diaper Baby got taken down quite a bit and, and worked his way to defeat and then knocked him out. I think Cyril Gon here is going to take the fight to the ground. And I think he's going to, uh, and, and I think a submission could happen. I also think this fight might not be that great. I think it's going to be two heavy-handed guys that respect each other. And I think they're going to be a little afraid to pull the trigger um, because I think Rosenstrike is is, is going to want to wait on Gone And Gone might want to wait on Rosenstrike. No one's really going to lead the dance. I could be wrong on that. I hope I'm wrong on that. But uh, I'm going to go Gone. I'm going to go Gone as, as a minus two eighty favorite. I don't love it, but he is going to be my... Get him out of here. He's going to be my send him home, baby. Send him home. Send him home early. Johnny Anik. Um, I think he's going to get it done. I think he'll he'll take Rosenstruck out with, with a submission is one of my bet. If you noticed, I did not talk any props on this card. I've been I've been I've been doing that a lot lately. I've been mixing props in with the pickums, which is what I probably should do. I'm going to try something new this week. I always do a prop show on Friday with Tim. He does the DFS. I do the props. Um, I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to maybe save it for Friday. If you don't like that, if you rather me talk props while we do the pickums, that's fine. I do have some props here. That is one that I'm going to give out on Friday. A Cyril gone by submission. I don't know the line in front of me right now, but I kind of want the Friday show to be, you know, I want people to join in and, and chat up. And once we start building this thing, just have a conversation and, and we'll build bets together. That's that's the beauty about this. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good, but you know, I can use some help. You know what I mean? All right. That's the show. Um, yeah. Fights this Saturday. I, I all I'm thinking about is a six guys. All I'm thinking about, I kind of slept walk through this card. I apologize if this was not a great show. Um, I feel like I got some winners in there. We'll see. Um, I'm excited about the fights. I, I'm going to watch every fight. Like I love it, but my mind is on the six. I can't, I can't get past the six right now. That uh, that card is <laughs> um, really good. That's my Italian accent. All right. Uh, that's the show. Thank you for listening. Subscribe on YouTube while you're watching this. MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. This is where you're watching this now. I'm looking at you, camera. Um, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. All that shit. Whatever the YouTubers say. Also, iTunes. Go rate and review. I need more rates and reviews. Please. I'm at 24 and need 25. Next podcast, I'll talk about how I feel like I got fleeced out of a t-shirt. I might have got scammed. Um, I'll talk about it. Uh, next podcast, maybe. Yeah, we'll talk about it. All right, say it. Woo! Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I said let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit?
He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton. <laughs>